It's a daily talk show episode 465. We're in our Whoa. makeshift studio at the Overlow in Woolloomooloo and we've got Hi Josh on the yeah. show. Do you have sound effects or anything? Well, um, <laughs> I was really there hoping it is, you there would it is. do some. Can you do oh, one yeah, I more? Can do them, yeah. That was good. Oh, let me get one. Of those. I was trying so hard. It's uh, it's raining here in Sydney, <laughs> as you can hear by the drip. It's actually a lovely day. It's been oh. freezing back in Melbourne. It's like twenty six degrees. It's warm. I think I got burnt a little bit. Did you? Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on the show, mate. It's uh, it's. I mean, I saw you online a long time ago, and then you married my uh, wife's best friend. Yeah. And and now we're in the hotel room. The <laughs> first time I met you was at the wedding, and we'd like didn't really even meet you because that's what wedding weddings are like. That's your wedding. My wedding. Not my wedding. Just because Josh didn't Sorry, get an invite to my wedding. So I didn't want to either of your wedding. <laughs> so was, no, that's okay. No, I don't mind. It, it was a great wedding. Um, how have you been, mate? I know you're <laughs> having a baby. Uh, yeah. Well, you're not personally. No. Cat is. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that's a bit unfair that, you know, we just sit back and the women just endure nine months Plus, you know, we have a kid, Mate, like the we, breastfeeding and like... There can be no complaining from a man. That's the problem. Actually no complaining. Like I'm sometimes a bit tired if, you know... I only get nine hours of sleep, yeah. but like, you can't say anything. <laughs> oh, mate, it's um, going to get a lot worse for you. Let me tell you yeah, that. Yeah, so I've heard. But I think you'll go through this cloud go through this cloud, and come out the other side, maybe six months. I think that's what a lot of people say, where you start getting some sleep back, hopefully, Ooh. and you'll feel like a new man. But <laughs> I, look, good. I, I don't, you've brought some <laughs> gifts today. I really appreciate I that. Um, you didn't do the, uh, the cheese board. No. But you brought the chocolate. I brought the, the sweet. Uh, so do people just send you stuff? Is that what happens or what? No, the chockey, I, I like part of my, my brand <laughs> is um, I, yeah, like do branded content and like one of them happens to be Dara Lee. Um, shout outs, Dara Lee. And uh, they, the first thing they did was they came to my house and filled my fridge with mm. Dara Lee for this like 10 second video. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And um, then at the end of the, they're like, um, oh, by the way, we're leaving all this chocolate here. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? So we have been giving it to everyone to try and get it out of the house. Um, like even gum tree people, you know, like <laughs> take the couch and here's some chocolate. Is it just in your cupboard or is it in a fridge? Where It's just in a hallway. This? Because we had Andy Lee on the other day and he was talking about the fact that he got sent a Snickers ice cream freezer. And he got one for his house and one for the office, but he was eating so many of them that he had to return it because they just yeah. kept filling it up. Oh, they just kept filling yeah. it up. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Like, at what point do you say, I can't anymore? Well, when the money stops coming. <laughs> or you are so obese that you just have to. The doctor said, fucking, you got to stop this. I know you got the deal with Daryl Lee, but fucking pull the Do pin. you say one block a, a day? Like, what's your, what's your limit? I don't have a limit. But I, I I give away more than I eat at this stage, and I'm close. That I, I mean, brought what I brought six here. Six blocks, so you're having less than six. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard not to, man. Yeah, so delicious. No. Shout outs, Daryl. No, okay. <laughs> if someone if someone looks at your Instagram account, hi Josh, your Facebook page. Yeah, and they think, what do you, what do you do for a living? What? How do you explain that? It depends who's asking. Uh, tax man because he, he's saying <laughs> you're making some money but is the ATO or his accountant uh, the tax man is usually referred to as the ATO the so the ATO is directly contacting no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying. I've just been checking out your Instagram <laughs> yeah. um, what do you do because that's alarming if the ATO oh, calls mate. you going hey mate what do you do I love your content but I'm not sure <laughs> what you do because you have had a career change quite I a have. drastic one yes what was it what, what were you doing before <laughs> I was a church pastor well, pretty much this time last year. So yeah. you've you've been out in your own. I mean, that's <laughs> without the Lord. Without the Lord, <laughs> you just completely like <laughs> fuck you to your boss. You leave. You just and then just... you create. I mean, it's a you've gone out on this creative endeavor, mm. um, which is uh, kind of daunting. Yes. Has it been? Yeah, absolutely. And because like I, everything changed in the last two years. Um, after I met my beautiful wife, yeah. um, who I met two years ago. Um, and then uh, I think I proposed first. Proposed, quit my job, got married, got pregnant, and then here we are. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we made it into that 
order. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Daily podcast talk show. <laughs> Two Josh is the peak. Two uh, Josh's. Um so yeah, like part of, yeah, part of it was just like, uh, let's just let's just make all the changes at once and see how it goes. Um so yeah, daunting a little bit, but yeah, it was definitely the right time. Like I've been doing Hi Josh for like twelve years was my first YouTube video. Wow. Under the brand Hi Josh. Um, and it's just been a hobby until, yeah, this time last year, decided to go full time. What's mm. the, what's the day to day of a of a pastor? Oh, that's a good question. It's probably the same as a comedian. You're not mm. really quite sure what the answer is. Yeah, uh, it's actually like it's a lot of like boring admin stuff, like mm-hmm. emails and meetings with like other people on the staff team. Mm. Um, but then like Sundays, like game day, mm-hmm. um, and then we had like quite a large church. So like lots of big events during the week and that kind of stuff. So, and then like every now and then for me, I would like meet with someone one-on-one and like have some deep chats. Uh, and yeah, I don't mm. know if that, I've do you have KPIs? Well. Like are they key performance uh, indicators of a pastor? We, What's the ROI? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One convert. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we kind of did because like, our church was quite big, which is kind of rare mm. because it was so big and there's lots of moving parts. We decided to kind of have those things, but it was more like, Oh, it was more like, you know, um, if I have a team of like 10 people and I want to make it 20, cause we need to make it bigger then maybe that's one of the KPIs. Mm. So it's like, what am I going to do to get there? Yeah. Have a chat with someone and then, you know, do some leadership seminars or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of KPIs that was in there. <laughs> so you you, I mean to get into, uh, so you're doing the YouTube channel 12 years ago. Yeah. And obviously you started um, training. Is it training to become a pastor? Yeah. Is that what Bible call college. It? So Bible, my wife went to Bible college. Did she? Tommy yeah. loves bragging about it. Too. Well, to be honest, uh, <laughs> I mean I grew up uh, Catholic. You know, went to a Catholic school, Catholic-ish. <laughs> Catholic-ish. And meeting someone like my wife and, and hearing this sort of different world. We're all yeah. in sort of little bubbles. Mm. And yeah. I know it is a bubble because, you know, I'm over here in another one. And it's, sure. I'm fascinated by it. So I think yeah. I think for the the three of us in the room, Miss 97, Josh and myself, and then I'm, you're the other person. I'm just clarifying how many people are in the room. <laughs> and then I there's think two in is, the corner. and There is an interesting, you know, uh, sort of, uh, culture or something that you're involved in that we're not mm. and so yeah. I think it can be fascinating yeah it is fascinating and so what <laughs> was stop. well <laughs> mo- moving out of it what was that well he's moving out of it so to clarify is yeah. that actually, is that you making a decision is that like a faith decision or is that a job like do no. you not become a pastor anymore and still retain your faith basically? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was it was a job decision yeah, yeah, or like sure. career decision yeah um yeah basically so um i'd been doing like youtube on the side like 12 years ago so way before like i started to, uh, at Bible college and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so I never really stopped doing that because it's, yeah, like the side hustle, like just like a hobby of like making videos. Uh, and then, and then like four or five years ago, I made um, some videos that went viral, um, which was kind of unexpected. Um, and then this got, was the uh, toaster and the yeah, CD player. The throwing video was the number one. Yeah, because I saw the funny thing is, I saw that. And then I saw your um, the like the license that you did oh, the, the license did the, video yeah, yeah. and it, I didn't <laughs> attach them as the same person yeah. is that a common thing yeah. where people will watch different ones of your videos and not actually realize Absolutely. that it's you yeah because I don't really have a consistent theme uh, well certainly four or five years ago I every video was completely random so I made that video and then two months later made um, how to speak Australian video which also mm. like went really big but like completely different. Um, so then I got like a little bit of a following on Facebook and I was like, oh, I should probably take this a bit more seriously. Just, like, you know, when things go well, you're like, you know, you don't stop doing them or do them less. You're like, maybe I mm. should invest in this a little bit. So then I started to try to, try to make regular videos, regular-ish. Um, and then people offered me money to make branded videos. And What so, was the first brand? Uh... I think it was Gelatissimo. Yeah. 
after the throwing video. Is that ice cream? Yeah. Was that the, I think I saw where you were throwing yeah. ice cream. So they were like, come into the store and just do the throwing thing. And, like, and they're, they're, I'm like, do you realize how long like it actually takes? So if, if someone hasn't seen the video, yeah. you, there was moments where you would throw a CD behind you yeah. and you'd get it into In the, the CD. DVD player and like milk into the fridge, a knife into the knife block. The knife into the knife block. Oh my gosh. That's the one that I was like, are it's all of be them fake. potentially believable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a believable, this one, this is, I'm like, how, like... You, <laughs> Everyone yeah. thinks they're really smart, so I was like, oh, he's reversed it. But that yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense Yeah, there's sense a either. string. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so so how would you do the knife one? Uh, patience. I was very single, had a lot of time on my hands. and it, Any it, damage? Lots. <laughs> but it was... Um, it was, <laughs> it was at the church kitchen. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's this old building that we kind of used to party in. And so, like, it was already pretty run down. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's a few, like, stab... Uh, stab holes in the in the kitchen that's fine so that took me like weeks mm. obviously not non-stop but like maybe nine hours of throwing <laughs> just for that one not including the other ten nine that I did of, do you get any RSI or anything like that um, I didn't sometimes the, the knife would like ricochet and come Come my way, but uh, I was safe. Did anyone walk in and just... (laughs) Josh has lost it. What is happening, mate? You're throwing a knife behind you. No, I don't think anyone walked in. Because you did it in secret. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I remember uh, uh, growing up in high school, would have the local church would come Mm. and there were some pastors and would play heaps of improv like there was like the one chubby bubby two chubby, you know yeah, like the marshmallow thing i think like apparently you're not allowed to do that anymore because some really? kid choked and like really? that kind of thing that's what happens with like youth group you do you like you play this game and everyone plays it and then someone dies and then you can't play it anymore you know? <laughs> so what is it down to now just sitting around just kind of, like, yeah. Yeah, one person dies <laughs> one one chubby bunny come on yeah, too many <laughs> so did you do that did you go to schools and stuff uh, and- a little bit it actually i went a lot more when um some of those videos went viral mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, cool dude, mm. cool dude pasta. Yeah. Um, so I'd just, I'd kind of combine the both, kind of combine both um, of like, yeah, viral videos because like, you know, kids love that stuff. Mm. Um, and then talk about Jesus. Well, because we, uh, we have a bunch of international listeners. How would you describe... When you say a bunch... Yeah, well, we've got like 20, well, 20, 20%, yeah. 20% of our listenership aren't in Australia. When you say um, 20%, <laughs> 4 million. Because I never put a number on it. Yeah, percentages That's are That's the best thing about... I was thinking about podcasts. Because mm. like for me, people can see my success or not success. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um but for podcasters, you yeah. can like you can completely pretend well, that you're I mean, way look, bigger than you are. Look at this, we've got a hotel room. <laughs> well, the we've average podcast employee. has a hundred, uh, hundred twenty-four, yeah, yeah. hundred twenty-four downloads per episode. Really? So that's pretty low. We're beyond that. Yeah. One twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you describe Australia's relationship with faith and religion as a culture as a whole? Oh, like slowly turning away from it I guess mm. is the broad uh, kind of thing mm. um, I, I don't know it's a weird one because I think media media is pretty pretty against it well sometimes against it but at least not for it mm. um, but I don't I, like. but that's like the media is always like a, a microcosm of it's not necessarily mm. like the average Australian um thoughts or beliefs mm-hmm. but I mean certainly you know in church like as I said you know our church is quite big and there's always been a constant flow of people but like you know 30 years ago everyone kind of went to church or you'd at least try and go a couple of times a year with your mm-hmm. family because you thought it was a good thing yeah. but I think more more and more now like our generation where we're like why would you do that yeah and I'm not against that decision at all because I think it's like it might as well be authentic. Like there's no point in having an inauthentic faith. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no point just rocking up to church because you think it's the right thing to do. Like, and I think more people are making that decision where it's like, well, why is it the right thing to do? Um, and if it's not for me, then I'm not going to go, which I'm like, cool. Like at least she made the decision mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than just like, yeah, everyone just go or like, 
and that kind of thing. So when it comes to job progression in something like that, I th- yeah, what, what's I, the top? What, the top yeah, job? I mean, it, it, I think when it, you, you could go. Pope, you I know? become the CEO <laughs> of a company. What is the the job progression that is available? What's the hierarchy? Yeah. Again, it depends. Like, like what you want. Um, so what was like, the church called? So like I don't know. In it, I'm pretty useless when it comes to religions. So is it a sect of Christianity or like how do how do you explain what your specific church? Yeah, was? Uh, yeah. The easiest way is like it's Christian, mm-hmm. um, but then in that you just kind of have different flavors. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fast food. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I go to the McDonald's know? branch. <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Um, but yeah, so my my church was Anglican, and I now go to a different Anglican church. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, technically, it's um, it's uh, what do you call it? What did, what do we do to you Catholic guys? We uh, baptize. We um we protested you, which means we're uh, Protestants. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that tested. different? So there's there's Pentecostal, and what is Pentecostal? Yeah, that's one of them. So that they sing a lot and stuff, don't they? Yeah, Pentecostal. That's kind of their flavor is like. Um, yeah, singing and mm. like very positive like concerts mm. and shit. I've always said to Tommy, like, if we needed a production person, oh. getting someone who's been from at a church, church. Yeah. It, absolutely. And that's the funny, like, that's the funny thing about church. I mean, it it's TAFE. Regardless, <laughs> you know, seriously, like, regardless of the faith section of yeah. it. I mean, the community is amazing, and it's mm. hard to replicate that. But, um, like, the volunteer side of it is just like. It's so cool mm-hmm. to to be able to like grow up in that, and that's where my mm. like interest in video and skills came from. Like I made videos for youth group, and then started making them for myself, and now I do that as a job. So it's yeah, it's kind of an interesting. Like you're talking about the bubble, it's an mm. interesting world and culture of like um, aside from the faith side of it, mm. you've got this community thing, you've got this volunteer thing, you've got learning skills f- like for free, doing skills for free, um, that kind of thing. When, as far as the business side of things goes, it's a job and you're, mm. I, I think about us and where we want to take this and what it could become. And are, are you thinking that when you're in the position? Of like, where is, where am I taking for the this church job? job? Yeah, for your job. Uh, not for me. Um, because I, I mean, I was kind of happy with what I was doing. I was basically looking after like the young adult age group of mm-hmm. the church, and there's probably two hundred or two hundred fifty of those people, like in between eighteen and twenty five or something like that. Um, that's kind of how we ran our church was like age based. So there was a kids minister, mm-hmm. there was a youth, there was me. Then they kind of had like a women's, and then a, a kind of a broadly men's minister, and then uh, like an executive minister, and then the the a senior guy who kind of led us all. Um, so that, like, as you're talking about, like, uh, progression, like some people want to be the, the senior guy um, or the senior person, um, but then people like me, like my dad was also a pastor and he was happy to be youth pastor for 40 years. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to, like, you know, he just had his thing and wanted to stay there even though maybe a normal person would be like, oh, don't you want to move on or move to your age group or something like that. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I think it's instilled in us to th- look at whatever we're doing and go, how can we... How can I do it better? How can I do it better? Yeah. How can I climb up? How can I up? see improvement? I guess how yeah. can I progress? Yeah. When you, I think you can do that without without it being like financial or um, even part of this, like a structure. Yeah, of like, definitely. Oh, now I'm, now I'm, I don't know, the boss of this guy rather mm. than being on that team. And some people's aspirations is that, and that's fine, but I think mm. for me, I was happy to just look after my own thing. Mm. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Like they talk about in technology, it's okay for people just to be developers. If they're a really yeah. good programmer, yeah. it doesn't mean that they would go on to be a great manager. Yes, But unfortunately, absolutely. the way that hierarchies and the systems have been created, <laughs> it sort of forces people to yeah. end up doing middle management that yeah. they don't actually even yeah. have interest in. Yeah, and that's probably like a, like a kind of a false... I don't know, dream Mm -hmm. or understanding for people is like, you don't necessarily have to be doing that to, to be like kind of fulfilling what your skills are and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Like, and I really appreciate people who kind of stay in their position that's maybe a bit smaller, but absolutely nail it. Mm -hmm. Like similar to my dad, who's like, 
youth passer. Normally, youth passers, they move on after two years or three years, or they get older and they're like, eh, kids, you know what I mean? But he was just like, I love it. I'm getting better at it. I'll stick with it for like 40 years. And like, that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I think, is that him defining what success is for him? Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. Like, that's such an interesting question. Like, Mm. what is success? Mm. Because I think for a lot of people, success would be actually working less Mm. to have more time with family or to to have more time to do their side hustle or whatever it might be. Or getting Daryl Lee chocolate <laughs> and uh, podcasting at the Overlow Hotel. <laughs> you know, Name uh, drop. I don't know. I'll just have a piece of chocolate. <laughs> Was it a big decision for you to move on? Like I can imagine leaving a job is hard enough, let alone when it is connected to community yeah. and faith the way that it would. Yeah. Yes, yeah, certainly. And like a little kind of insight into that culture of church. What's celebrated, generally speaking, is people giving up their jobs to kind of serve the church Mm -hmm. um, or like being missionaries overseas and that kind of thing. Don't you dare, dare, Mason. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare leave and become a pastor. Have you ever done the overseas thing? Yeah, or like short-term stuff, like Mm -hmm. two weeks and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, but not certainly not like... You know, people stay there for the whole lives. My yeah. parents are in Africa at the moment doing wow. that. Um, and so that's celebrated. And then so on the other end, there's the pastor who does, <laughs> who does it the and, opposite. Yeah. yeah. And again, like it's not, it's just a culture that's kind of emerged with probably no, um, no one's dictated it of like, we're going to celebrate these guys and not these guys. It's mm-hmm. just a thing that we accidentally, um, similar, this is maybe a better example is, um, in church, we tend to celebrate when people get engaged, when they get married, and like we'll stand them up in the middle of church and like cheer for them and pray for them and that kind of thing. And that's great, and it's good to celebrate those momentous like um, moments in life. But it's like, what message is that um, giving to the single person? Mm. Um, because what we preach is that singleness is just as valuable. Jesus was single, etc. Um, but by the by our little actions, like what are we actually yeah. saying? Mm, yeah. And so it's a hard one because, and I don't know what the answer is like in that context. Um, but certainly there was there was only one guy that had made a move from being a full time minister to just going back to his profession in my church, um, and he was the only one that I could kind of you know ask questions of like, was it okay? Like. Mm should I do this? He's like, mm. man, I've got 10 boxes of chocolate at home. Things <laughs> are good. And I'm right here. I'm being paid in chocolate right now. Uh, what is, do you ask your dad, like obviously having a lot of those experiences when you have the questions around, hey, like we're, we're celebrating this engagement, but what about this single thing? Who do you bring those sort of questions to? I once asked the whole church. <laughs> the open mic night. Did it Insta poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hands up, time. who's single? Yeah. Um, no, I like I questioned it like I just questioned it mm-hmm. with you, and I was preaching. I don't know what about like maybe on something to do with marriage or whatever, and I just said I was like, it's it's cool that we celebrate people get engaged and married, and we should do that. It's not a bad thing, but how do we celebrate? you know, the people that are single or just or either decide to be single or are single just because of um, circumstance. Um, and, I, and I said to them, I don't know what the answer is, mm. but even just asking the question, it just, mm. I guess it helps people to talk for the single people who are sitting there to know, oh, okay, someone valued me from the stage. They didn't clap me and make me stand up. Mm. Like, Because you don't, also don't want to ostracize them and yeah. be like, yeah, Susan, stand up because you're still single this week and we celebrate <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but you know, there's a lot of those things in society mm. which are unspoken, but it's like, oh, you're, you're 40 years old mm, and you're yeah. still living with your parents and like, and it's like, okay, is that a bad thing? Maybe it is in some circumstances, but maybe there's mm. a reason behind that. What was the response when you did, did that? Oh, I mean, people appreciated it, but again, there's no answer. Like, yeah, yeah. we still, you know, the next week someone got engaged and we still, still got them up. Some That's why the Instagram <laughs> poll works so well. <laughs> yeah, it anonymous. Gives you a, it gives you a 50 50. Yeah. <laughs> I think we wrap our identity up so much in our jobs. Yeah. And is it fair to say that for something like 
being a pastor, yeah. there's a lot of identity in that. Yeah, because it's kind of it's tied to your spirituality. Um, so like your life decision of mm-hmm. like following Jesus, it's tied to that. Um, and it's again, it's tied to these maybe unspoken things of like, yeah, we celebrate people who drop everything and serve the church. Um, so yeah, for me, it was, it was a, it was a tough decision, which I just made over a long time. But once I'd made it, like I knew it was the right decision to move on. Um, and yeah, so I haven't really looked back mm-hmm. and it hasn't, again, it's not tied up with my own personal faith. Like I started going to a mm-hmm. church out near my new, where, where I live now. Um, but yeah, I'm just not as involved as I was before. What's the dynamic when you change churches? It depends why you change. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Do people ask? Like, oh, hi, Josh. Welcome to the church. Where were you before? <laughs> yeah. And, and why did like, you leave? Right? Do they ask? Yeah. Well, I guess uh, they would. Yeah, no, I think th- that is the... Do they that make is, a few calls, find out from the other church what they... So, like? like sometimes, and I, th- you know, from being on the other side of it where lots of people would come to our church. Mm-hmm. Um, How many people? Oh, I think we had like 1,200 total. Okay, yeah. Wow. Um, but like every week there's mm-hmm. new people and they're generally not people that have never been to church. They're mm-hmm. people who have been at another church and then they're checking out ours. And like the cool thing about like my church was, we we made sure that it was like um, like pretty uh, just kind of well known to the, those people that we we want to encourage them to stay at their church because ours was an easy one to just come because it's yeah. big and it's fun and it's like there's a youth group and that kind of thing. Um, where you know some someone's got to go to the shitty church. <laughs> Is that what you're <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of empty churches. Um, but I mean that's the thing. Like you, you don't want to. You you do need people at those smaller ones, and yeah. I'm now at a smaller one. Mm-hmm. And it's, what does the small one bring then? Because obviously there is some extra value yeah. that you can get. Well, from that. everyone knows everyone, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that in a positive way. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's not always that positive. Um, at the church I'm currently at, they do um, like dinner after their night service every week what because they, they can what do you have yeah what sort of what's uh, the spread? last time as a as a barbecue chicken are they going to say 10 boxes of daily <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> someone brought a whole bunch of daily um yeah like that's the cool thing about small church is you can kind of hang out with, with everyone mm. um you can know everyone you can mm. eat together which is um it's just a really cool thing like again that community vibe so taking the leap out of doing something that you were into the YouTube stuff like were you scared was it yeah I, I, yeah obviously like I was scared that it was not the right decision or mm. that like financially that I wouldn't be able to support myself and my future wife slash family uh, but it, like like I said before it took me a long time to make the decision I talked to so many people to get their wisdom and I journaled and I looked back on the, on the journals and I was like, I think this is the right time. And, and so once I'd made it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm at peace. Like mm. I didn't look back. I was just like, okay, this is it. And, um, and it's been, yeah, I, it's hard to explain, but it's like a year on. I'm like, whoa, this, it worked. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it really worked and it's working. Last time I saw you in Melbourne, um, you'd just done a stand-up comedy gig. Uh, yeah, my first one. And it's so interesting, <laughs> like uh, a friend, good friend of ours, Craig Harper, is a motivational, you know, high-performance coach, speaker, mm. speaks in front, you know, 700 people come out to see him. And he's talking about things that help people, but he's really fucking funny. And it's like... It helps. It's Yeah, it's an interesting one. I could imagine the training you did talking to people, having to command a room, having yeah. to share information or tell stories, can sit, it like has basically been the foundation for it, mm. walking into what you are now. Yeah. It didn't feel like that when I walked on stage. <laughs> no, I'd be shooting myself. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it probably helped. Um, but yeah, like stand-up comedy is, oh, it's an interesting art form. Mm-hmm. Like you've written something you think is funny and you've left a space for people to laugh but until you actually get up there and say it you're like 
this could go really wrong because what if they don't laugh and then the second thing is kind of like the first thing and so then it might not laugh at that and then like (laughs) like where do you go from there oh you run (laughs) yeah (laughs) did you do open mics and things like that no really so the first first time was I (laughs) I was the headliner for like a night of comedy and you didn't know if the jokes worked. Yeah. Because that's pretty crazy, <laughs> and right? Had, and I didn't have time. I'm always like a last minute guy. I didn't have time to practice out loud because my <laughs> flight, it was in Melbourne. I'm from Sydney. And so I f- was flying down for the f- like first show and Dressstar um, <laughs> was delayed for seven hours. And so I, I thought was, it was a brand deal. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was a plug. No, no, it was an anti. No, it's, a, it's an anti-plug. <laughs> it's an unplug. Uh, it's an unplug. <laughs> um, delay for seven hours. I was like, uh, well, that's it. My stand-up career is is over. Um, but I got there, landed, got in like the Uber, went to the venue, um, and the first half of the show had already finished. And so I got there at intermission, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like three people away from my first stand-up gig ever, and I. I was, my, my plan was to use those seven hours in Melbourne to practice for the first time out loud and all I could do was just practice in my head oh no uh, and so that kind of freaked me so out you just a half bit. an hour of slamming Jetstar on stage <laughs> was there a Jetstar joke at least in the in the set no there wasn't no. I missed How did an it opportunity go? it went um, better than I thought because I did it three weeks in a row, so that was the first night, and then I went back the second week and the third week. When did um, I see you? What was that? Re- was that when I saw you this year, or was that, that another time? Yeah, that would have been the third, the third, third show, show yeah. after the third show. Um, first show was all right. Um, the crowd was a bit smaller and a bit cold. What it was, was the venue? It was a cold night in Melbourne. Um, conven- Melbourne Convention Centre mm-hmm. in the city. How many people were there? I think the first night was like 150 or something mm-hmm. um but then the the next two nights were like maybe 300 or so wow um so how'd you get roped into it i mean it's a choice but had someone just emailed me it just tends to happen they're like do you want to do stand up and i'm like oh i've never done it before mm-hmm. and they're like well you can be the headliner and i'm like i've never done it before like what like why would you think that i could do it and I mean not just do it but be like the last guy on the mm. bill and so like he was like yeah you'll be fine and um, and then I was like oh man this must be such a shoddy show mm. like they're reaching for talent that they're picking a guy that's never done stand up before to be the headliner I'm like this has got to be bad I've got to check out the, the other nine acts just to see how bad they are so I googled some of them I YouTube some of them and um, I was like oh my gosh these guys are legitimate comedians like have written for like late night shows in America have like had stand up crews for 20 years what I'm like what have I got myself into because mm. I thought these guys are going to be even worse than me and I'm headlining <laughs> um, so yeah that kind of freaked me out a little bit I'm like this is no amateur show <laughs> well there's a, it's a real subculture the, the stand up comedian world because there yeah. would be comedians that have been doing it for 20 years yeah. that would be super pissed or, or looking yeah. at someone who's got a following that just comes in and yeah. does the but then there's the other side of the coin which is uh, Josh hi Josh I fucking I'm scared shitless I've never done that before <laughs> it's self doubt and so but it's an opportunity so you, you've taken an opportunity yeah what's in, the alternative I guess yeah just staying home eating Daryl yeah, Lee yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it went it went well heaps better than I thought um, and yeah I got to chat to some of these comedians and realise I'm not them they're not me we do completely separate things um, but I'm kind of stepping into their world giving it a go and they're asking me questions about my world and they're kind of a little bit jealous of like mm. having a following mm. and I didn't realise this about comedians like their following is because they do four pub uh, like shows a night and like two people come and like if they do a really good job then that one person might remember their name and like mm. like it's a it's a hard slog did and you I get, don't think I'd ever do that did you get the vibe from these people that you met did you feel that from them did they 
Like which part? Uh, as in, like, are these that jealousy? People or the, yeah. Like, was it a negative? No, no, it wasn't a no? negative jealousy. It was like, you know, they were saying, "Oh, would you want to do your own shows?" Like, like is that the goal? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't think so, because they were all doing their own shows. I made up at the top. I just headlined this. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's, it's just down for Back me now. Back to Sydney seven hours later. <laughs> who's your um, audience? Who's my audience? Yeah, eighty-five uh, percent women. Yeah. Um, but how many? <laughs> Four million. Generally, I, I call them like mums and bubs. Yeah. I, like for some reason, I think it's probably because I started doing like bachelor content mm-hmm. like a few years ago that it's just kind of progressed to like being young mums or like um, women between like 18 and 35 who like love The Bachelor, but then like my content's pretty safe because mm-hmm. I'm still kind of that guy. So if they have kids, they're like... <laughs> they allow them to watch me on YouTube and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so the stand-up thing... No, it wasn't a negativity jealousy. It was, like, I guess something that I didn't realise I had, which was a, a following that I'd built over many years. And because they, um, these guys were, you know, almost exclusively doing stand-up, they didn't have that, unfortunately. Which they should, because, like, these guys were so funny. Mm. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, they were actually really encouraging that whole time. So was the audience on the night a representation of the audience online? <laughs> Mums and were they exactly eighty five? Yeah, well, yeah, I wonder. Was it completely different? Is it a different? Uh, yeah, because they weren't all there for me. And um, I guess that's an interesting case too. When you have when you fill out a room that's yeah. just your audience, yeah, your people, everyone's yeah. there celebrating you. Yeah. To your point of having all these different people. Yeah. If you add up all of the people that weren't there for you, yeah. there's a significant amount that don't necessarily know yep. you or understand don't care. You. Yeah, like don't care that it's my first time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, but I think it, it went all right. Like it, the people laughed in the pauses that I had, you know, scheduled for them to laugh in. <laughs> I love how you describe Excuse a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, the bit at the end. But it's laugh. like yeah. it's so true, and I, like it's unbelievable how crafted people's stand-up is Mm. and the more relaxed and off the cuff they seem Mm. the more crafted it is Uh it's it's crazy Mm. hard work and like I take my hat off to those guys and so for the three shows you did do what is it did you feel like you I mean it's only three shows but by the third show you're feeling more confident yeah well after the first show I watched it back immediately I was like take that bit out take that bit out I you know said something off the cuff that really worked like add that in um, so in between one and two was like a significant jump in my own confidence and the mm. actual set. And then three was just kind of like a, I don't know, like a farewell, <laughs> like peace guys. I'm like, I've nailed this. This is my career. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've done two of these before. Um, so that was just kind of like a, a nice, like, Ooh, two went really well. Let's do that again mm. and just do it with more confidence. Are you going to do it again? Yeah, probably. I just don't like... It's just so much hard. Like, it's hard work. Yeah. It's just... It's so... It's hard and weird to sit down and try and write jokes. Like, it's it's really odd. And it doesn't come naturally to me, I don't think. So, how, how did you do it? How did you... What were you writing? Like... I went across the road to the cafe. I sat down. And I just started writing. And then... Actually, that's... Well, that that is true. But there was a before bit, which is... I, I try and write ideas down or, like, funny things I think of in like just a list in my phone Mm -hmm. and sometimes those things become videos um quite often they don't so i just look back at the last i don't know however long i've been taking notes um of to find anything that was like possibly funny Mm. (laughs) and uh like old tweets and that kind of thing and see if i could kind of expand them Mm. um and that was like how i shaped the whole set was like oh i've said five funny things once and i'm pretty sure these ones are uh, an actual funnies let's like expand those five things into 20 minutes of like material um i don't know if that's how people normally do it but i just i just kind of sat down with that list just started writing went back to it mm. chopped out stuff that wasn't funny and hope for the best you do do content that is very sort of positive positive and i guess that sort of family friendly stuff <laughs> yeah uh clean has it has it been a challenge uh riding waves of like creative burnout or anything like that do you are you pretty stable with that type of thing or do you um yeah at the moment it's it's pretty stable like 
I have a bank of like ideas just from the list that I keep adding to. Um, again, like 80% of the stuff I write down will never become anything, but, but possibly, and it tends to happen. Like one thing becomes my whole like brand for the next three Mm. months. Mm. Um, so for example, and this wasn't even my idea, um, at the start of the year, um, someone or yahoo someone yahoo came to me and was like we want to do some content around maths married at first sight like do you have any ideas i'm like nope never seen the show mm-hmm. and they were like well, what about have you ever tried like the bad lip reading stuff and i'm like Ugh. like i hate doing ideas that have already been done yeah, yeah. um but they were gonna pay me so <laughs> so i ended up doing like um this the first episode of married at first sight and i'd never done this like voiceover stuff before but i i did it and um and the video got like a million views, like in a couple of days. It was funny as fuck. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and then I was like, whoa, like I, we, 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 as in me and Yahoo, really stumbled across this thing that people really enjoyed. Yahoo just sounds like a friend, doesn't it? Yeah. You just yeah. 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 So Yahoo, yeah, Yahoo serious, you know the guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So who are you Old talking to at Yahoo? Is it like their... Oh, head of like the, like marketing yeah. for some division or it's yeah it's like head of content at like um yahoo lifestyle australia mm-hmm. there's i mean yahoo's huge yeah. and like there's one section of that because they used to repost my bachelor videos which is why i like started the relationship with them um so, so yeah you have skype calls like i'm curious about <laughs> this stuff like because they have an office in, in are they 9msn still no they no? were they, they were they... yahoo 7 mm-hmm. but that split so then uh-huh. they're just That's right, independent yeah just, are they in sydney they are. Yeah, yeah yeah just met at their office and um yeah the lady was like got this idea i was like uh, not so keen never done it before mm-hmm. like don't want to you know rehash that bad the breeding guys who are like smashing it but they're paying me so and what did they want out of it did they make it clear of like this is what the roi is for us no no they just wanted content around um, married at first sight on your channel um well, a bit of, like shared it would sit on their channel i'd share it um that kind of thing but yeah we stumbled across this thing that was like absolute gold like every um week they'd get a video that had a million views which that's never happened for me ever like i've had some videos which have multiple million views but they're like one-offs like you know four years ago like i'm not doing consistent content that's Mm -hmm. getting those views um but yeah this kind of happened and it was out of nothing um which yeah like i'm saying like 80 percent of the ideas i have become nothing but maybe that one percent is the thing that you know i'm kind of known for now is this um um between the lines lip reading reality shows Mm. and it came out of nowhere so i'm like i wonder if that'll happen again with something else um so yeah with with creative burnout i haven't found it in like the last year of doing stuff um because i have so many ideas i just haven't done yet even if they're not good ideas (laughs) it's the beauty of it it's like trying all trying these ideas is will be the difference of yeah, it, of finding out whether it'll work or not. The dancing Absolutely. Uh, that you live stream. Yeah, wake and, up um, Wednesday. Wake up Wednesday. And, uh, fuck, you got some good dance moves. Um, <laughs> there was this one where this woman walked past. Oh my gosh, my Doris? What was her Sandy. name? Sandy. Sandy. So I, I went on a stalking mission Did to you? find Sandy. Did you find her? I found Sandy. Yeah. Um, Do you follow her now? No, I didn't follow her. That was a bit too far. But um, tell, tell, tell us yeah, about what, what, what happened. What happened? Well, so the Wake Up Wednesdays, and, and this was kind of back where maybe I was, I was trying to make consistent content, but I didn't have an idea for consistent content. But one thing I was doing when I was at church, um, I was like, I need to get into a good routine, but I hate waking up in the morning. So I was like, one thing I love doing is dancing and just like to good music. It always like wakes me up instantly. So I was like, why not just try you know wake up and the first thing i do is put on my favorite song and dance uh so i started doing it and like it worked like it got me up it got me happy um i'd go like to the gym like consistently and then go to work it was like such a great routine and uh i was like i'll do it every day Mm -hmm. so i'd wake up dance to like one or two songs and get on with my day um, so then when I was thinking of like consistent content, I was like, well, maybe like I'm already doing it. Maybe I could just share it with the world. Um, so I chose a Wednesday to wake up Wednesday, um, Instagram live stream dancing to one song. 
And it started out like that. I'd dance at like quarter past six. That was my routine. Um, so no one would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but some people would kind of comment during the day as they watched it. Um, uh, yeah, from before. Uh, and then that kind of transitioned into getting people to vote for the song that they wanted on the Tuesday night. And then that transitioned into getting people to submit their own dancing videos on a Wednesday. Um, so that's where it kind of started. Yeah. So every Wednesday I do this and then I repost people's dancing videos on a Wednesday. Um, but now that I've moved, I do it um, generally outside because um, I live across the road from a park. So I go, to go across to this park one morning and people walk past because it's like a nice park to walk. And I try to ignore them like... <laughs> I, like even though I've been doing it for so long, I'm still like, oh, I'm the weird guy dancing in the middle of the park. Um, but there's, yeah, this one morning, um, I was setting up my computer on a bin. I have a special bin that I put my computer on, put my phone down so I can play the music and, and dance. And um, and there was this old lady kind of coming towards me and I'm, I try to ignore people before I'm like dancing because it's, again, I'm like, oh, this is so orkies. Um But then I hear like this little voice, she's like, um, is your name Josh? And I was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, how do you know? She's like, oh, um, a couple of weeks ago, I walked past like behind you and my niece like pointed me out and said you were on this Josh's um, like dance thing. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I'm like, so are you going to dance with me this morning? Or? <laughs> and she was like, no. She was like, I, I've just like got a hip replacement. So I'm, I can't really do it. She was like 70 years old. Um, but then like, cause I was live streaming at that point, I was like, Hey everyone, if you want Sandy to dance, you got a message right now, yeah. dance, Sandy dance. And so all these messages came through and I'm like, Sandy, they want you to dance. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so um, we were dancing to um, Crazy in Love, Beyonce, that morning. So she joined me. And um, and then I just put put the video together of, of her reacting to not wanting to dance, but then getting people to make her dance. And um, it was that was one of my favorite ones. Because normally they're just like, it is what it is. I dance. I go home. Mm. But every now and then, um, and this almost happened this Wednesday, I went across the park set my stuff up there was an old man and lady walking towards me so i ignored them like i still do i was like oh just wait till they walk past and then start playing the music and then as they walked past um my wife was opposite me just chilling and she was like that's malcolm turnbull oh, wow <laughs> and i was like what she's like that was malcolm turnbull and I'm like, oh, I missed an opportunity where I should have just started dancing and just get his reaction or, like, if I noticed it was him, be like, oh, yeah. Malcolm, come take a dance. Uh, so, yeah, every now and then, you know, the bin guy comes and interrupts me or, like, Sandy walks past and it, it makes it for an interesting Wednesday. Do you yeah. ever switch off? Switch off Personally, what? like, as in with all the ideas, you've got oh, lists right. and lists of ideas. Um, you never, is there a time where you're not creating or coming up with uh, content? Not really. It's been pretty flat out. Um, I, like I kind of count my blessings that I haven't, you know, haven't gotten to a Wednesday in the last year. I think I started doing this like over a year ago mm -hmm. where I'm like, gee, life sucks today. Mm -hmm. Or like this week has been, you know, the week from hell. And I just mm -hmm. don't feel like dancing mm. you know especially <laughs> on the internet yeah um so i kind of count my blessings that i've never had a week or a day um that has really you know that i wanted to like retreat from the internet mm -hmm. which is my job and like i know that that day will come like it definitely will come like especially with the babies coming in two weeks like i know it's gonna be difficult i'm gonna be sleep deprived like you know, there'll be emotions and hormones and all those things surrounding mm. it. Um, and I think that's fine. I, I'm confident to be, you know, to actually take a break from social media if I need. Like, Do you I have a plan? Like, what does the break look like for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sit down like those YouTubers, like the apologies <laughs> guys. I got something really special. You got, to I, I feel like you've got so much content that you've got a bank of stuff that you could put stuff out every single day without actually having well, to produce something. Yeah, I don't really have a... Well, the only bank I have is like doing throwbacks, which I mm -hmm. try and do once a week. But 
like to do on those Thursdays every. Uh, actually, Mondays. Oh, really? Just throw us off. Well, how do you run? Well, I've got, yeah, I've got wake it? up Wednesdays. I've got fashion Fridays, and I thought it might be overkill to do another one. Yeah, no. But maybe I should just do it every day. Motivation Mondays. Yeah, I like that. Uh, cheese Tuesdays. Cheese Tuesdays. <laughs> just cover myself in cheese. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I think like I'm preempting it because the Bachelor finale is next week, and then the week after, baby's born, and normally the Bachelorette starts. Mm. So it's possible that the baby will be be born. Um, during an episode of The Bachelorette. Mm. And that's one of my things that I do Bachelor recaps every week and I haven't like missed one. So I'm preempting to be able to, to have to say to people, hey, got a pretty good excuse tonight. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. You do, or you might feel like doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it is a hard time, but the dancing shit makes you feel good. It makes mm. other people feel and good. And it helps me wake up. And maybe, that, maybe I need it every day when yeah. the baby comes. But um, yeah, no, nah, I, I feel... I feel like I'm okay, like haven't needed to take a break from social media, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like, again, I count my blessings with that. What content online are you loving at the moment? Who are you following? Um, uh, I'm like a big, big YouTube watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I watching? I'm watching like throwbacks of this channel, H3H3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and their journey is pretty interesting. And like, they been to, I feel like they haven't popped up in my feed lately. Nah. Yeah, the, well, they've definitely slowed down. They're doing like podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a baby. They had a baby. They had a baby. Yeah, that's probably why I haven't seen them. But yeah, some of their old stuff is just—it's so good. Like their their reaction videos to, mm. I think he really nailed it with that stuff. So I've just been re- rewatching, um, and I've watched three seasons, complete seasons of Survivor in the last week. Wow, <laughs> the old Three. school stuff, or recent. some some old school, some recent. Yeah, like I've never been a Survivor fan until we started watching the Australian one, and was like, "This is actually a really good show." And so <laughs> then we like we binged um, this whole season in two nights, one of the like the best American seasons, and we're like, "Oh, this is incredible!" Mm. So then we watched another one, and we just finished last night um, a third whole season in uh, a week so wow that's <laughs> i'm watching a lot of survivor and is the idea that it, you'll turn it into some form of creative for yourself <sighs> nah but, but how do you know that it won't well yeah you're yeah, right. but here's the idea <laughs> but like I, you've, you've only got your inputs whatever you input will, yeah. could eventually yeah turn well into I, I am currently doing the voiceovers for yahoo for the survivor australia mm-hmm. so i am doing that but it's actually quite difficult because they mumble a lot because they're quite tired, so it's hard to yeah. like read their lips. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's it's actually a hard show to lip read. Is there any easy way to do the lip reading thing? There is no easy way. Because I was thinking <laughs> the, the the bad lip read, the ones yeah. that were really really famous. Yeah. They um, I was thinking surely they're taking the dialogue, <laughs> put it in a like machine, a list that goes it spits out this word could look like this, and then we jumble and. Well, I don't know how they do it, but. I'm assuming they haven't like you know come up with some magical formula. The only way, and that was how I do it, is I watch the show without audio, or watch like a portion of the show. And if something pops up, oh, it looks like he's saying spaghetti. I'm like, okay, what could he be saying about spaghetti? And it's like, I eat spaghetti, and like sometimes it <laughs> works. Sometimes you're like, oh, I nailed it. Sometimes you just give up because it's like <laughs> he's just mumbling and he says spaghetti um, with Survivor it's, it's difficult because it again they mumble there's a lot of like reaction shots so they're not actually saying anything mm. but we do like one run through where I just like okay what what are they saying then then you got to figure out a whole sentence and then you have to make that sentence funny in the context of the whole video yeah uh, so it's, it's a really long, difficult process, mm. but when you nail it, it's like really funny. What does it look like <laughs> from a technical point of view? Are you like in Premiere Pro or something? And like yeah, I'm in, voice f- I'm like in Final Cut, um, watching it, like scrolling mm-hmm. with like a, a, te- a little text block, mm-hmm. like copy paste, and then I'll write in. So I'll go back to it. And like, again, some things get deleted. Some things are funny if I put it with two things and like create, you know, uh, 30 seconds about cats because one person was talking about cats and then the second person was uh yeah so it's it's long 
it's that's why the bad lip reading guys do like a video every three months i reckon <laughs> they probably have real jobs um but it, it's it's a cool it's it's like a mathematical process mm. almost of like this is going to take the next five hours but i'm in it for the long haul because i know that the, you know the end product's gonna be good which bit of the process do you love most oh, not even of that just of making videos uh making videos watching it when it's done <laughs> <laughs> so then you mustn't hate the all the other bits I'm I'm like an editor at heart that's kind of like making videos for church and youth group um got into editing pretty early and mm -hmm. so that's just kind of been my thing um so yeah I love the edit because you can take thing something that is not working and make it work just mm -hmm. in the edit it's so powerful uh but it's also scary when you like you watch something you've shot and you're like ah this is not funny and it's supposed to be uh, will I be able to like save it with an edit? And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It's a lot about problem solving, I guess. Yeah, and just cutting like, you know, y you might shoot something that's two minutes long, mm. and but only a minute of it of it is funny. Is you, or it's an Instagram video. It's got to be a minute, but there's two minutes of good footage, mm. and so you've got to figure out, okay you know what's something dear to me <laughs> that's really funny that i can just cut mm. and that's a hard decision sometimes are you seeing any trends being in the position that you are i guess you're having conversations with brands what's the what's the trend what's the new thing yeah or not even the new thing like obviously the classics are like ah oh, tiktok and all that <laughs> stuff but i guess on sort of a broader more strategic level like are people, what are people resonating with at a very sort of content level, not necessarily platform? I don't know. Like for me, it's hard because like Facebook is like the ruler, but they changed their algorithms mm. and cha really changed the game a mm. lot. And so even with like my bachelor stuff, which is um, so measurable over the last mm. three years, I've now had to like rethink it and think is this actually working on this platform um so yeah i don't i really know what's the new thing um but <laughs> at, like at some levels i've been really disappointed in my own like numbers um because like i thought i could rely on you know this bachelor content and mm -hmm. then it took a dip and i'm like is it me is it the algorithm yeah. like having all these thoughts but then i made this video um on the the very end or like even past the end of the that bottle cap challenge mm. um i had this idea of like doing a vegemite one like just making it real aussie uh -huh. and using a thong and flicking it from my <laughs> my foot and like it hitting perfectly and the this thing spinning off and then um the land down under starts playing and i dance around like a, an aussie larrikin and then like i did that video and um it had like 1.4 million views and I was like, I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like screw you algorithms. Like, um, it was just nice to have something that's like, um, it, I wouldn't say it went viral necessarily, yeah. but it's like, okay, like, you know, the thing that I most relied on, you know, isn't giving me the mm, confidence, mm. but just this little idea that, I didn't think would go anywhere has like got a lot of views. Yeah. Oh, it's nice when you can, not even that example, but breaking the rules, yeah. you know, doing yeah. a longer video than everyone oh, sees. Yeah. Yeah. You got to like, do it over three minutes yeah. and then you make a 10 second video. It's like, well, that worked. Yeah. So. I think not everyone knows. We can just know what is kind of working, what isn't working, then you'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's all, it's like you said before, it's like, what do you value? And I try as hard as I can to not value numbers because mm. they often don't mean anything. Yeah. Like a big number doesn't mean anything and a low number might not mean anything. Um, and some of like my, in inverted commas, proudest work is something that's never, ever going to go viral. And only a few people have kind of seen it. But I'm like, oh, that's probably the funniest thing and most creative thing I've ever done. And that's the value. The yeah. value isn't that oh, a million people have to see it. I what think you can tell that as well. I yeah. feel like Tommy and I are always talking about what we love about your content is that you, you look like you're having fun doing yeah. it. And it doesn't fit, even though there's, you know, you work with brands, you're, you're a dude who wants to make this thing. And so you yeah. make it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's like 
that's what the few like if you can look at anything as a trend i guess that's it right mm. if you're being true to your voice as a creator and you're having fun yeah it's it's been cool like having to do brand and stuff to make a living um to really like work with brands who are really keen to like just risk things yeah and i generally don't say yes to the brands who like you know give you a script mm. and say you know please say these words and don't say these things um if they're smart they they they're getting you for a reason and they want you know, your audience as well so yeah it's been really fun to work with brands and they're like just you know do do whatever you want um or they give you a brief and like i throw it in the bin and then i create something and they're like oh like that mm. was the best i'm like yeah, it's because I didn't listen to your script. Is it, like the brief. Do you do that even with the chance of them going, no, nah, I don't even want that? Absolutely. I'm like... Has it happened? I don't know why I'm so confident about it. <laughs> well, they've hired you for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's, I guess, the part of it is it's... Well, even to the point where I, I've said yes to a few like photo campaigns and I and I don't do a photo, <laughs> I do a video. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've come like... Current one has come back and been like, um, "Oh yeah, by the way, yours was our favorite by far. We're going into phase two. We're yeah. gonna like, you know, um, get you on board for the second part." Mm. Um, I'm like, I knew it. Like, mm-hmm. I knew if I took the risk, um, even with the format that they wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that and if I do a really good job, like that's what they want. Mm. They maybe they don't want you to follow the rules. I still have, I say that I haven't come up against anyone who was like, "You didn't do the brief. We're not paying you. Not yet." Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it will happen. But that's the game you're playing, yeah. and you're it's, being true to yourself and you're yeah. true to your yeah. content. I think that there's so many people who, that you know, young people who want to be YouTubers and oh, want to yeah. be doing all of that stuff. And I think it's refreshing to hear someone like yourself who is just being authentically them, doing it the way that you want to do it, mm. and actually have it succeed and work I think it's, it's really nice cool. yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's like oh man like i got away with that one but um yeah it's nice to get that feedback um particularly from brands because yeah mm-hmm. it gives you confidence to be yeah. like actually i think i know what i'm doing and like my ideas are all right like yeah it's a weird time we're in like yeah. the you can have a living doing this stuff yeah and so we got to be grateful for that yeah as well because it, it hasn't always been this case i think it's getting not it's still very hard but it's getting easier all brands are starting to understand that we want to put our trust in josh yeah and Mm. you do you yeah and that's super powerful because it hasn't always been like that no Mm. no i know the tide is turning a little bit um which is cool yeah i'm like i'm stoked to be doing what i'm doing Mm. and i'm just like riding the wave because like who knows what's next yeah like it's not going to happen, but like tomorrow, Facebook could be no longer. Mm. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, or, or Instagram, like just, you know, changes one thing. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, people are like, oh my gosh, they're taking away likes. Like, yeah. game over. It's like, I do well. Have moments like that. Like, what if one day petrol no longer works in cars? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Uh, how work plans work. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone needs, needs to go electric. So you're high Josh everywhere on the internet, just about. Uh, like yes. username wise. Yeah. Got the website domain. It's good. I got the website. Got the YouTube. Got mm. the Instagram. Got the Facebook. Didn't get Snapchat. Uh-huh. But then. Um, Maybe but I don't use Snapchat, Snapchat go anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right. TikTok, TikTok would be good. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be good I, on that. I didn't Mums get, and bubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get. Um, I didn't get high Josh. Um, so I've never used it. So, yeah. uh, you, you spat it. You spat the Who got it of them. Oh, I don't know. Someone just sitting. Probably on someone it. named Josh. I'm assuming. By Josh. <laughs> just the opposite. Yeah, my my niece yesterday was like, "You gotta get on TikTok," and I'm like, "I, I understand where she's coming from, and maybe she's right. Yeah. She's right. I can tell you. With well, your stuff specifically, yeah, like the dancing and stuff, like it's so easy to consume. And the Aussie stuff, like even actually, you look at the. Australiana that happens on TikTok and you've already done it with yeah. the you know what Aussie say you know no, the, the yeah. content's there you literally could just build out mm-hmm. for the next uh, 50 weeks <laughs> Here's of video old stuff. Yeah. yeah no that's what no Tommy one knows did. I did got it like why do you have dreads in this video <laughs> a video of mine got like 150,000 
plays or whatever it is and so many comments yeah. wow. it was just a good video it was one that yeah. went viral he on all the other platforms with that, with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I think it's like TikTok your money. stuff you may as well okay there's, there's no harm I will look into it once the baby comes Okay. And we'll see how we go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Can we feature in a ticket? We should do. We should do some form of collab. Um, yeah, I'll give you my agent's mo- uh, email. <laughs> do you have an agent? Like his wife, cat. Yeah, I have a manager. Yeah, you do. Um, the I, yeah, the last three or four weeks, I mm-hmm. s- signed my life away to a manager. And what have they it's given you? Awesome. I haven't had to read a contract oh, since then. Yeah, and I haven't had to negotiate mm-hmm. with the brand. I just sit back and kick things off Vegemite jars and eat daily and uh, no, it's been really good. Mm. Um, they're, they're awesome. Mm. That's I mean that's a good thing. You say what? Who who are they? Daryl Lee. No, who's, who's, who's the manager? His name's Daryl. Um, <laughs> the company's called MTM Media uh-huh. Talent Management, and my manager is Laura. Oh yeah, cool. and she's about to have a baby too. Oh, congratulations, Laura. So who's well, reading the contract? <laughs> Uh, Titus. Uh, Titus is stepping in. <laughs> stepping good to, in. Good to know. Um, mate, thank you for coming into our makeshift studio at the Overlow, Woolamalo. It's uh, Yes. It's, it's a, a beautiful room. Oh, mate, how good's How did cheese? you fork out so much money for mate, this room? It's, uh, it's that podcast. The four million, money. The four million yeah. people. It's those 150,000 like oh, views. Would you like a Sorry, piece mate. of cheese? You gronk? I actually love cheese. Yeah, what Massive you? gronk move. Oh, can, are you okay if I eat this whole thing? This is just my anyway, piece uh, of brief. It's a daily talk show. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com is the email address. Uh, if you like the show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. If you don't like the show. Uh, uh, if you don't like the show, go... Eat uh, some Daryl E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or just yeah. your sad sack. Go and watch Josh yeah. on yeah. a Wednesday morning and feel good about yourself. Just, yeah, dude. Just dance and... <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, see you, guys. Dudes. Catch ya.